the biggest sale of the year is happening now at Big O Tires. Buy two tires, get two free on select tires in stock. That's two free tires when you buy an alignment and tire protection package. That's 50% off tires at Big O Tires. It's going on now, but it all ends soon. Buy two tires, get two free at all participating Big O Tires. Installation additional, plus shop fee of up to 10% of non-discounted retail price, not to exceed $35. Hurry, sale ends Monday, December 23rd. Hey, it's Blair. Hey, we have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners. Unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns we have to offer. And it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. For your convenience, your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50, unless you tell us to cancel. A lot of subscription services won't tell you that. They'll just sneak it on there. We just told you. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. The Chiefs are looking more and more like a team that could make an impact in the postseason. They walloped the Chicago Bears at Soldier Field on Sunday Night Football 26-3. What didn't work for the Chiefs? The defense was tremendous again. This group hasn't allowed a touchdown since the third quarter of the Patriots game three weeks ago. Patrick Mahomes passed for two touchdowns and ran for another. Special teams? Harrison Bucker kicked a career-long 56-yard field goal. The coverage team is here to talk about it. Herbie T.O.P., Sam McDowell, Sam Mellinger, and Vahe Gregorian were live on Facebook after the game, and now they're coming at you on Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast presented by Big O Tires. It's Monday, December 23rd, and I'm your host, Blair Kirkhoff. Thanks to those who helped put together the sound, Derek Donovan, Randy Mason, and Rich Sugg. Links to the stories from the game can be found in the show notes on KansasCity.com and the Red Zone Extra app. We'll be back on Tuesday with a fresh Sports BKC where we talk sports in Kansas City every day. Welcome to lovely Soldier Field where the Kansas City Chiefs trounced the Chicago Bears 26-3. Chiefs now improved to 11-4 on the season with one game to go in the regular season before the start of the postseason. Sam, was this kind of like an anticlimactic game to you? <laughs> Yeah, it was. I mean, Sam McDowell made the point. It, it was the same game as last week, except at night and not in the snow. I mean, it, it was just, it was a dominating win. Um, the offense last week was better than 23 points. I thought the offense this week was better than 26. The last quarter, probably more, was just about running clock. I mean, the, the game was won, so they weren't really trying to push the ball. It was just about clock. It was... The Bears might have quit, too. Like, I, I know we're going to talk about, like, the Chiefs side of this, but, like, if I'm a Bears fan, that was a miserable experience. It was a miserable experience, but it was also a joyous experience for the Kansas City Chiefs, who now finished the regular season 7-1 and one on the road. The last time the Chiefs won seven or more games on the road was yet to go all the way back to 1966. So this is actually pretty impressive. I, I, some of the things, and I know Sam is saying here that, you know, we, from the Bears' point of view, was frustrating, but Sam was also prophetic here. You, you wrote about red zone issues, yeah. and 
I didn't see any out there today. What happened out there? They, they, they were great. Um, you know, can I use the escape hatch of like, I'll need to watch the film to, uh, to see what happened. But like, when, when I was going through last week about the problems that they would have, I thought it was gonna be about the run game and it's just not, it's about the passing. And, and it's mostly just execution. I know that's like a cliche kind of thing, but it's, it's, it, it was, at least from what I could tell, um, you know, it's just mostly about execution. And, and again, like, I just, I don't wanna like, this isn't, this isn't time to bury the Bears, but I just don't know like how much to take from that game. Um, that, that was not the Bears' best effort, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, but that said, the Chiefs, you, you can only play the team that you're playing, and, uh, and they look great. One of the things that really impressed me about this, and I, I think the game was, I think we'll all agree, the game was pretty much over at halftime. Yeah. Once the Chiefs went up 17 and nothing, it, it seemed like it, it really took the air out of the, the Bears team and also out of the stadium. But what was impressive about the Chiefs, those two soul-crushing drives. Yeah. And we're talking eight-plus plays, 80-plus yards, consuming a lot of time, and the Bears, for all their defensive stuff, they just could not stop them. What, what really jumped out to you in that first half set? Um, to me, a little bit of what I wrote about, which which was Damian Williams, I think adds a different element, and I actually think it plays hand in hand with the first topic, yeah. with, with the red zone. You know, they, they they hit on the red zone on one of their plays on a third down play to Damian Williams, and Andy Reid likes to use his running backs in the passing game and short yardage, and he hasn't really been doing that. You know, I remember that the Daryl Williams caught a short pass against the Raiders on a red zone play for a touchdown, um, but other than that, you know, the, the running backs have four touchdowns this year, and Damon Williams, even though he's missed five games, still has two of them in, in the passing game, I mean. So I think getting him back will solve a, a few of those issues. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're right. I mean, the way they sustain drives, and, and Mahomes made a lot of that happen on that first drive. I mean, he absolutely blitzed the <laughs> ball to Sammy Watkins, yeah. who, by the way, has like a jammed, almost it looks broken finger before the game. Um, so he, he caught that ball with that situation. And then Tyreek Hill, same thing. He kind of blitzed the ball into, into Tyreek Hill. That first drive there, Patrick Mahomes converted two third and long plays, a third and 10, and I'd be third and 16. I think it was 18. Yeah, I thought it was 18. Third and 16, but, third and 18, you know, but both of them went to Tyreek Hill. Yeah. And that really set the tone. The, the first part of the game really set the tone. And I know national media outlets were trying to build this up into a Mahomes versus. Not just, not just national. Yeah. We were talking about it too. Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're trying to downplay. So we was were... the quarterback, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what, what did you take out of that? There was one. I know some of the cameras, uh, NBC cameras, caught Patrick Mahomes counting to ten after a touchdown. And then, what do you think of? What did you make about that? First of all, I made out like this is what I'm going to write about because <laughs> I, I thought it was funny. Um, first of all, and and second of all, like it's out of character a little bit, or at least out of like what we've seen from Mahomes yeah. so far in his career, like. Um, he's super confident, like bordering on cocky, you know, like uh, Vic Fangio, like famously the plays with an athletic arrogance. I love that term. And he absolutely does, but he's never, he's never said anything about another player negative. He's never like, he doesn't taunt, you know, like he does his little like, you know, clean yourself off sure, after yeah. he scores a touchdown. But that's the first time there was ever anything that you could even interpret as Ooh, like he's going after after the other side, and I'm here for it. Like I loved it. Like I absolutely loved it. But I mean, look, it, it's it's a couple things. One, it's uh, as much as they say like we don't think about that, we don't think about. It. They think about it. You know, yeah. they absolutely think about it. I also think um, he he's a proud. Like you don't get to this level, let alone like the level that he's at. But you don't get to the NFL if you're not motivated in some ways by that, or if you, if if you don't hear that and use it for fuel kind of thing. And the other thing, I think this is absolutely true about him. 
um, he knows how his teammates respond to him. And I think he knows when he does something like that, his teammates are going to notice yeah. and they're going to like it. Because one thing I found, you know, in the post game, Patrick was like, I don't know why I counted, you know, like yeah. I was just, you know, whatever. Um, but he, Sammy Watkins, told me that uh, Mahomes had a couple of them on the sideline and he was just like, yeah, I counted and this is why and like talk to him about it. So like they know and he knows and he knows that it gives them energy. I think that's why he's doing it. You're right that it's, it's out of character. In fact, you and I talked about it during the game that, that I actually said, I wonder how he's going to answer this in, in a press conference yeah. because when we ask him stuff, he doesn't, um, he might not always give us the best answer, but he doesn't usually shy away from exactly what yep. we're asking him about. And this was a situation where it, it is so out of character that yeah. I didn't, I couldn't foresee him admitting that that's what he was doing in that situation. I thought the way that he might answer it is to say, um, I was trying to get my teammates pumped up or something. Cause I, I feel like that's why he was doing yeah. it. But it was almost sheep and he was asked, five times maybe more about you know at like one almost point, in a row yeah yeah at one point like he kept saying like i don't know i don't know there wasn't a meaning you know all this stuff and then somebody was like um you could have done this you could have counted <laughs> to 10 in any game, in any game after <laughs> uh-huh, any touchdown uh-huh. in any stadium <laughs> and uh and he just he wouldn't you know he, he wouldn't go for it he just you know he was stubborn about that well how about this the, the kansas city chiefs official twitter account tweeted out a photo and they said Patrick Mahomes' number in college was five. Mm-hmm. And then when the Chiefs drafted him, he added 10 to it to give it 15. Yeah. I mean, so we, I, I, I agree with you two. There is something to it. There's no doubt. <laughs> there's, there's not even a question. Yes, I mean, that, it's, that, that's the reason. It's not 99.9. Right. It's 100. It's 100 without him admitting it. But of course. He told his teammates about it on the mm-hmm. sideline. Like, why? I mean, there's just, there's literally no other reason that, like, that was not a 10-yard touchdown pass. Sure. Today's not the 10th of December. <laughs> like, there's just, like, there's... It, it does go back to just, and, and I know this, we're going to talk a lot about the Chiefs, but just the agony of watching that game as a Bears fan. Jesus. Not only are for 60 minutes do you have to be reminded of the guy you could have had, but then even just the topper of all toppers was Harrison Bucker hitting both uprights, which was coined the double doink here when Cody Parker mm-hmm. did it. And the NBC cameras actually caught Mahomes laughing when that happened and mouthing double door. <laughs> yeah. And it's just like it was all picture in one that if you were a Bears fan, that had to just be a grueling, awful experience for the last 60 minutes. And, and the bad thing is because we're in the press box, so we don't actually, we do see the TV, but we don't pay too much attention to it. But somebody was tweeting at me or texting me that every time... Mitchell Trubisky threw a bad pass. The camera would pan over to Patrick Mahomes, <laughs> so, I, so I can only imagine <laughs> what, what, what the booth was talking about. But right, yeah, that's great producing. If you're Matt Nagy and you're seeing that, I mean, what's what's going through your head? He liked Trubisky. Like he liked him in that draft, and you know, fundamentally, he would not have taken that job if he didn't believe in him. Um, it, it's a weird situation because from everything that I can tell. Matt is passing every test as far as like the leadership and you know before tonight you know effort and things like that but the offense just isn't working the defense is pretty good the defense is pretty damn good and he has nothing to do with the defense right. it's all about play design and you know as like his offensive prowess and it's just not showing up the so timing far. of when he calls the plays I think yeah. is, is pretty bizarre I mean th- the amount of times they pass the ball just shocks me yeah um, we, we should acknowledge that we are live here, so we will take some questions. 
Um, somebody wants to know to, to kind of uh, feed Herbie one here. Um, could the Honey Badger end up being the most uh, impactful signing? Uh, this is from R.J. Weaver um, in Chiefs history if, if it leads to a Super Bowl. Um, obviously, Tyron Matthews been incredible. And Sam had a tweet that I thought was also fitting that I actually talked to Tyron about. He said he's got the most almost interceptions. Yeah, in it's unbelievable. And him and I just had just a casual conversation in the locker room after the game and uh, where I was kind of going over one specific play late in the game where he got... The dive. Yeah, yeah and he... Um, kind of got, uh, he, he saw somebody coming, it turned out to be his own teammate, and, and it kind of distracted him a little bit, took his eyes off the ball there. But um, as, as soon as he was done recapping the play, he, he said, man, I, I should be leading the league in interceptions right now. <laughs> um, but still, I mean, I, I just, I mean, he, he's been incredible this year. He's absolutely been incredible, but it, it, the key part there is they have to win the Super Bowl first. Is he enough to get him there? Absolutely. I, I, the one thing that's really jumping out to me about this Chiefs defense, and we've talked about this over the last month, and it's, it's very impressive what they've done. This is the fifth straight game that the Chiefs have now held an opponent to 18 points or less. Third time out of the last four games, they've held an opponent to 10 points or less. That's, that's a pretty impressive yeah. streak. Two straight games, you held them to a, to a field well, goal. And, and um, the, the one exception to that, the three out of four, is the Patriots game, right? Correct. And if I remember right, it was 24-17. Was that the score of that game? 23-16. 16. One of the Patriots' touchdowns was off that block punt. The, you know, it was like a 20-yard yeah. drive or whatever. I mean, they're, yeah, they're, they're smoking right now. I think that um, ESPN uh, tweeted out some stats that it's, only, it's the first time since, like, 2006 that the Chiefs have not allowed a touchdown in back-to-back games. And that over the last five weeks, they've got the best points per game against in, in the NFL. And it should improve next week against the Los Angeles Chargers, who have pretty much given up on the year. Yeah. This, this team with Matthew, with Frank Clark, the linebacker core, Juan Thornhill, this is an emerging, well, they're not even emerging anymore. They're here. Yeah. And this is a fantastic time of the year because you've built that momentum up, and in two weeks, the playoffs start. Yeah. I don't know if they're going to be able to catch the Patriots. I, I, I just can't see that happening at this point. I, I think the Bills didn't do the Chiefs any favor on yeah. Saturday. But the Dolphins. Yeah, you don't like you, the uh, Dolphins in that the game? The Patriots got on this, this yeah. last week. Yeah. So you're, yeah, you're going to put your, yeah, okay. Like I said, <laughs> I don't know if they're going to be able to catch them. But Matthew certainly is playing a, a large role in that. And he, he hasn't given our colleague Vahe Gregorian the pick six yet. Maybe that'll come next week. Maybe Philip Rivers will give him that favor. But yeah, he, he's a huge, huge part. Welcome to What's up, buddy? Gregorian. Perfect timing because we're talking about the defense. And somebody here wrote about the defense. I like how you set me up for success. <laughs> Good evening, everyone. I'm Vahe Gregorian. I'm with these guys. Um, what do you want me to talk about? Defense? What did you, you write about? I wrote about the defense and. Uh, um, some things were interesting, including uh, a, a statistic from Sam McDowell that bolstered it. Um, first time since 2006 that yeah, the we Chiefs went back-to-back -back games. Do you guys already use that? We did use that one. Okay. Well, I'm just trying to fill in the uh, glue of the thing <laughs> You can reinforce thing it. Here. But look, I mean, I think here, here's the, sort of the thing, and we've been driving at this in different ways for some weeks, but I think when, when the season began and when they, they just blew up the defense, um, Basically, you just thought they have to just be better, competent to average, and that that might be enough to make this work. And now they're, they're a little bit past that. I mean, they're, they're an advantage. Um, 
how that will look against the superior teams in the playoffs is, is a whole nother matter, right? But the, you only can play who you're playing right now, and they're playing great. I mean, that's, that's uh, three touchdowns in five weeks. That's the thing that stands out to me. But and you, know, you pointed out, Sam Mellinger, that um, at least one of those, maybe two of those, were really set up by uh, snafus from other parts of the game, a blocked that, punt. And they've also scored, like uh, Thornhill had the, the pick six. They also yeah. set up um, Matthew, almost had the, the pick six in, yeah. in, in Mexico City, Never set up an easy down. touchdown. So, um, <laughs> yeah, they, it, it, it's a funny thing because um, they, they're still giving up some yards on the ground. You know, like stopping the run is, is a thing. Um, and, and you wonder how that's going to play in a potential game against Baltimore. But that's yeah. like a month away. You know, right. like, I mean, we, right. we got time to talk about that. And look, it is funny too. I mean, it, it, this is a little bit of a digression, but team, it, it, we don't always see the teams you think you're going to see. Totally. I mean, all these things can play out differently than we might expect. Yep. So it's, it's just sort of play the game you have. And, and, uh, I, but I would never have expected them to have this kind of streak. I thought they'd yeah. be better, but th- this is pretty impressive. And look, I get that. I mean, this game is really the showcase of, um, you know, what the Bears did in the draft and what the Chiefs did in the draft, and I'm sure you guys talked about that a lot. Did you, did you say that Patrick seemed a little defensive? Um, <laughs> I don't know about defensive. Defensive is the wrong like, word, but a little seemed, regretful. Uh, like, I thought, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I really thought, honestly, I thought he might have felt like he was embarrassed that got caught on camera. I wonder way. if he felt bad that, I, I think he, he wanted to, like, lift his teammate, like, give, give his teammate some energy, but, yeah, maybe felt bad, regretted, whatever the word is, about how that would look to, like, to, like, to, to, to putting another yeah. team yeah. quarterback he, he, down. He has said several times that him and Trubisky, and I know Watson was the same way, that the three of them kept in contact. Uh-huh. They're, they're going to the same visits. Um, so you're probably right. If he's got any regret, it's probably a fear that, that he made a friend look bad. How, how did you guys feel about Patrick doing it? I didn't really like it, to be honest with you. I thought it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't have an issue with it. It, 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 it fed a column. Yeah, so. yeah I, I, didn't, I didn't have an issue with it because we all know that the professional players are highly competitive. And a lot of them like to have that, have something in the back of their mind that fuels them. Alex Smith, you know, uh-huh. he was fueled. And yeah. so it's, it's only natural for a quarterback when you, when you think you are the best quarterback in the draft and yet you see a team trade away four picks or whatever it was to move up one spot, <laughs> and they take Mitchell Trubisky, and now you're stuck waiting there. Aaron Rodgers is another prime example of a guy oh my God. used the draft snipe as motivation. Yeah. So I didn't have a problem with it. I mean, Drew Locke talked about I mean, that was, Bingo! You wrote about, about that. it a lot last week when I talked with him. But, but that still, that, that's still a little different than coming to Mitch Trubisky's place yep. mm-hmm. and doing that, right? I mean, yeah. it just... To me, it was not what I'm accustomed to seeing out of Patrick. I feel like I, I do, look, we certainly see some swagger, and I get that you fire yourself up in different ways, but I, I, I didn't like it. I didn't like it. Um, a, a couple, <laughs> a, a few people have been asking us about, about playoff matchups, and Herbie, kind of update us on where the Chiefs sit right now. And, and <laughs> you so put me on the spot. <laughs> I haven't even looked at it yet. Off the top of my head, we do know the Baltimore Ravens clinched the number one seed. They, they were in a win situation today, and that's basically what they did. Uh, 
New England is still ahead of the Chiefs by one game, and so right now they have the inside track to number two because I refuse to say they control their own destiny, which I will say to anyone who's listening out there, destiny is predetermined, so you cannot control it. So I have no idea where all these TV talking heads keep saying the Chiefs control their own destiny. No, they don't. It's predetermined. All right, I digress. <laughs> but I like that distinction. I, 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 I really do. I, I, uh, I appreciate that. The Chiefs right now are, are slotted at third, and the Houston Texans are at fourth. Fifth right now, we know for a fact, are the Buffalo Bills. And because the Steelers yeah. lost, now all of a sudden the final week is 100% in flux. Texans are still in it, and believe it or not, the Oakland Raiders. Titans can sneak in there. That's right, the Titans. The, the Oakland Raiders can have, somehow sneak into that final spot there, but they need a lot of things to happen. And, of course, Sam put me on the spot, and I don't have you it in front of me, right. so I don't know got what the it. scenarios you got are. Through you Do, got them all look at right. that. But, so but, can you answer this? Uh, the Chiefs can still fall to four. Two, three, or four. Yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, you know, like Herbie said, they're in the three spot. If right. they would lose, then the Texans could hop them if they win. If they win, then they could up the Patriots if the Patriots somehow lose to, to Miami. Right. But what a lot of people are asking us. Who do the Texans play? Um, they the play Texans the play the Titans. What a lot of people are asking us is who, who's the best matchup for the Chiefs? I mean, who do we think that? And, it's I mean, not the Titans. I'll tell you that. Uh, yeah, it's not the Titans <laughs> because Derrick Henry did not play against the Saints today because they're saving him <laughs> for Houston next weekend. We know what Derrick Henry does to the Kansas City Chiefs. Hey, you know, in a perfect world, they host Oakland. <laughs> Houston Oakland clinched. Yes. Okay. Yeah. We, yeah. We're on that. And they yeah. clinched the division as well. Yeah. So all four um, division winners are clinched. It, and I think there was some sort of funky thing to where the Steelers had the tiebreak over the Titans, but now based on certain other, ex, other external factors, whether it's strength of schedule or whatnot, I think if the Titans and the Steelers win, that the Titans would, would get that spot. Now, the Titans... They're, they're both in weird spots because the Titans play the Texans who have clinched a playoff spot and the division. But the Texans could get the three seed, so they have a little bit to play for. Now Baltimore is who the Steelers play, and they've got nothing to play for next week. And Yeah, they might actually wrestle some people. It is a rival, so, I mean, Herbie, you know what goes into that. But, but the other thing, too, is if Mark you want to knock hurt, a rival out. But Ingram's or, hurt, too. And so, maybe that teaches yeah. you a lesson to, to save your guys. So If you've already clinched the number one seed, most, most head coaches will err on the guys. side of caution. Yeah, that's just... That's what you do. But but Andy Reid was asked, you know, how important is the number two seed to you? And obviously he's not going to say, you know, well, the, the, we know the Patriots are going to win, so we're going to rest our guys. <laughs> but he says they're going for it next week, that they're going to play to win next week against the Chargers, which I do think is a decision when the Patriots are playing the, the Dolphins. and. What time? Yeah, you, is, had so what are the game times? Noon. Both at noon. Yeah, both both noon. At oh, everything's at noon that day, right? Well, Isn't no, it? no, just but every light okay. game is in the same time. Okay, slot, okay. So for that reason, um, but right. I think I think it's a decision to, that you've got to actually weigh because you've had so many injuries this year. Um, but you, yeah, but I think going into the latter part of the season, the, the Chiefs right now are relatively healthy. The only person that you really have to worry about who's hurt right now is Andrew Wiley. Well, then, of course, what they say about Ware Ware with a shoulder Ware, injury. Ware yeah. and Breland got hurt, and uh, Reed downplayed those to a certain extent, I would say. He said, you know, they both came back after they had suffered those injuries initially, so that they're going to be yeah. okay. Um, but maybe those are two guys that 
Maybe you don't sit everybody. Maybe maybe you sit those two guys. You, Larry, got, you it, got talking. I'm sorry, Herb. You, oh, oh, you got talking to Damian Williams tonight, but I but I'm interested in the dynamics of this. I mean, where I don't remember where along the line where got hurt, but he was sort of the feature back at, in the early part of the Williams game. Williams already had been the feature back at that point. In the I thought, in, no, in the second half. Oh, when he got so hurt. Williams started, okay. Damian Williams started the second half and yeah. the player was still healthy. Oh, when he was still healthy. And, and okay. He took over okay. 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 Um, and, and then where came in for to spell him and, and got injured. Why did it play out that way? I think to, to ease Damian Williams. I mean, he's missed three weeks. Yeah. And it, actually, he's missed three games. He's missed four and a half weeks. Yeah, yeah. Been, yeah. Shot the bye. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. Go, going yeah, back to your I, I guess Andy will do it that way. That's that's pretty typical. But going in, going back to your original question, do you want to play the Buffalo <clears throat> Bills? Because if you screw up and slide down to the four seed, it's four versus five. I don't think the Bills are. I, they're all good teams or whatever, but I feel like it's the Titans and the Ravens are the teams that I'm like. If I was the Chiefs, I'd be worried about. And Houston, I think Houston's really good. I don't the, the I don't think the Bills can score enough. You know what I mean? And and I think their 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 defense they're, they're good, but you're you're gonna hold Mahomes under twenty? I don't think that's gonna happen. That's a pretty good defense, though. They're good, but yeah. it'll be interesting. Chiefs have a good offense. I don't know. Doesn't matter, right? Um, but that, that's just my gut feeling. I feel like the Titans are an awful matchup. Um, so are the Ravens, and they're really freaking good. And same with the Texans. Yeah. What do you want to see? I mean, as a writer standpoint, I think the Tennessee, <laughs> the, the Tennessee matchup yeah, yeah. Just, just feeds us all storylines, I think, because yeah. of what Tennessee's, Henry. what Tennessee's come into that building and done, and because of the matchup, is, is currently still, still the issue for the Chiefs. And I... I think again tonight, for like three or four straight weeks, I'm shocked at how little an opposing team is running against the Chiefs. Well, they just seem to stop sooner than you thought they would, right? I mean, I don't think Matt Nagy really ever starts establishing the run game. But the, but you know, the Raiders were, were was a good example of that. I mean, they just completely stopped running. The the Broncos, Philip Lindsay, I think what how many carries did he have? Seven carries last week? No, he had more than that, didn't he? I think he just had seven or eight carries. Like eight, eight carries okay. last week, maybe. All right, all right. Here's this. Uh, this is where we're talking about defense and, and this. What, what do we think about Terrell Suggs coming out there and, and did he make enough of an impact to say he's definitely the guy that we think that is going to help the Chiefs down the stretch here? I thought he played well. There was a run. They had. It seemed like most of the time Clark was rushing against the right tackle and Suggs was rushing against the left. There was a play. It was a running play. To the right, and Suggs like just barreled through at least a blocker or two or three, and and made the tackle. I can't remember if it was a loss. It was right around the line of scrimmage, and that's that play right there is a play that Frank Clark has made on that defensive line and nobody else. That gives you something right off the bat. It's just it really like I know we've talked about this before, but it is crazy that that guy for that spot like that specific need was available for this team. I know, I know. It was just yeah, such a lucky break. I didn't really get to write about this, and maybe you guys, I, I can't remember anymore what I've read, where I've read it, but I didn't realize that Frank Clark was such an admirer of Suggs, um, to the point where... I thought that was interesting as well. Yeah, and that, to the point where he... I, 55. He suggested 55. Yeah. The, Mm-hmm. <laughs> nope. uh, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. maybe that's a show. Oh, um, interesting. I don't know. If, can we be seen? I think the Chicago Bears are trying to give us a hint here. Yeah. 
Okay, guys. Yeah, the, 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 the lights in the press box are going out. I think the Chicago Bears at Soldier Field are trying to give us a hint. So, with Vahe Gregorian, Sam McDowell, and Sam Mellinger, I am Herbie Kiopi. We are all with the Kansas City Star. We will see you next week at a Big O Tires. <laughs> Live from Soldier Field. Have a good night.